Hey there, and welcome. Today, I have two amazing doctors joining me, Dr. Brooke Weitz and Dr. Megan Anderson Saunders. We're going to talk about everything from how to navigate information overload on social media to how to choose supplements and be your own medical advocate. Dr. Brooke Weitz is a 2009 graduate of Bastyr University and a board-certified naturopathic doctor licensed in the state of Washington. She was also a professor at Bastyr from 2006 to 2012, where she taught physical medicine assessment and protocols for pain management and mobility optimization. Dr. Weitz was a Division I volleyball athlete and continues to compete and coach, and she's been designing and implementing nutrition and sports optimization programs for local volleyball club teams in the Seattle area since 2005. When she's not treating patients, you'll find her in the gym, sometimes with me, practicing yoga, playing or coaching volleyball or soccer momming. Dr. Megan Anderson Saunders, ND, received her doctorate in naturopathic medicine also from Bastyr University and has been practicing since 2013. Currently, she's a physician at Cascade Integrative Medicine in Issaquah, Washington, where she improves her patients' overall health using both short and long-term results-driven treatments that address the underlying causes of illness. Her practice consists of about half primary care and half pain management, and she has extensive postdoctoral training in non-surgical pain management and injection therapies, including trigger point injections, prolotherapy, PRP, and neural therapy. These amazing women have so much juicy information to share, and I hope you find this episode as interesting and fun as I did. So thanks for joining us. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Nutrition Edit Podcast for high-performing women who want to up-level their health and feel their best in their bodies, careers, and personal lives. In this podcast, I'll sift through the latest nutrition and biohacking trends to filter out the bullshit, share what you really need to know, and help you put the good stuff into practice in a way that works for you. You'll get actionable tips from guest experts and myself on how to up-level your mindset, workouts, relationships, and environment, and start feeling like the badass woman you are. Join me as we bust through the bro science and male-centric health paradigm to help you achieve optimal performance, body, mind, and soul. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Nutrition Edit. I'm so glad you joined us tonight, and this is going to be a fun one. I have two of my favorite women here with me tonight, and it's a Friday evening. We've all had a long week. We enjoyed a glass of wine together and some organic snacks, so we invite you to join us, and um I am super excited to introduce you to these two because they are brilliant, amazing, gifted doctors who really pour their heart into their work. And we are going to talk tonight about kind of tapping into your intuition and learning how to differentiate between what is bullshit out there, what is worth checking out, and how to sort of navigate information overload. So let's start with you. Dr. Megan, give us a little bit of your background, how you got into this work, and what your practice is all about. Thank you, Jeannie. I'm really happy to be here. I love talking about this. This is my life. Um, I am a naturopathic physician, and in Washington State, that means that I'm licensed as a primary care doctor. Some people see me as their primary care, and I do their wellness exams and lab work and manage medications and things like that. Um, and some people see me as a specialist the way that you might see a cardiologist if you had a heart condition. I'm their naturopathic specialist. Um, and the difference between me and maybe what you know about other sorts of doctors is the way that we go about things. And that's how I was trained at Bastyr, which is the university that I went to to get my, my naturopathic degree. 
So you might go to a regular primary care doctor and say, hey, doc, I've got asthma, eczema, constipation, and leave with a laxative, an inhaler, and a topical steroid. In my office, you would still leave with an inhaler because asthma is a life-threatening condition. Uh, instead of a topical steroid, you would leave with an herbal sap. Instead of a laxative, we would use magnesium because it has a laxative effect on the body and helps with muscle relaxation, which is part of the pathology of asthma. In the meantime, when there's inflammation in those three systems, it's what we refer to as an allergic triad. Mm -hmm. More often than not, there's an inhaled or ingested irritant that is causing those symptoms. And if we remove it, then those symptoms go away. And that's the beauty of what we do. I was drawn to this medicine because early on um, in my 20s, I uh, became sick with Lyme disease. I had Lyme. And I say that in past tense, which some people in the Lyme world might find as a surprise. Some people think that you never get over Lyme. And I had gotten my business degree. I was working nonprofit and I started to get sick and I'd never heard of a naturopath before. I knew about herbal medicine. My great grandmother was a traditional herbalist up in Alaska, um, but I, I didn't know what a naturopath was. And I sought out naturopathic care and it was very helpful for me. Uh, I then worked at a nonprofit for a while in acupuncture school and realized that I wanted to be on the other side of the table. And that's when I decided to become a naturopath. Awesome. That's fascinating. I did not know that you had struggled with Lyme. So that's really encouraging, inspiring. And Dr. Brooke Weitz, welcome. Tell Thank us you. a little bit about yourself. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of yours. And, uh, I, I want to thank you for just having this space for people to talk and share and for all the work that you do, that you've been doing for all your clients and people that you're opening their world to. Food is medicine, and I really believe in that. Um, and my path to becoming a naturopathic doctor was really more natural in the sense that I didn't ever have a a illness or something that, that led me to the medicine because I was failed by the system or it was a last resort, like many of my patients, but this was something that was kind of in front of me all along. And it was a way of life for me. My dad is a naturopathic doctor, so I'm a second generation naturopath. Um, and I never thought of it as a career until I graduated with a business degree and photography minor. So I had a very, <laughs> not big, know that very long path to going to Bastyr. Really. I had, I went to school uh, after my four year degree for two more full time years of school to get to the zero point of at Bastyr. And that was another five year degree. And I loved every, every minute of it, basically living the this utopia of naturopathic medicine at the hub in Washington and Seattle and walk in the walk every day. And I feel like there's a big discrepancy in medicine and with healthcare that not only is it not healthcare, it's sick care. It's not working yeah. on prevention. It's not working on optimization. It's working after the fact and it's completely upside down. So so many of the practitioners are not an example of health themselves. And it's, right. 
it's really hard to to take advice from from a, a glass half empty or, or a place where you're you're not able to thrive and that doesn't view health as basically the way we do, the way Dr. Saunders, Dr. Anderson Saunders and I do, um, and a lot of the other naturopathic doctors, it's a completely different uh, paradigm. And, you know, a lot of people ask me, what's the difference between, you know, you know, this us, them, and this conventional and the functional or conventional and naturopathic. And really, I feel like it's the how we approach the body mm -hmm. and all of our tools. We have so many more tools other than drugs. Right. And I always say, you know, if if everything was taken away from me, if, you know, the FDA has pulled quite a few things that I really, that I used lately, uh, recently, actually, like uh, thymosin alpha, for example. But there's a lot of, th you know, I can help someone with just my hands, like mm -hmm. literally just my hands, because in, in our, in our medicine, we learn visceral manip, we learn chiropractic or naturopathic manipulation. We learn all different types of hands-on body work, craniosacral, um, active release technique, all different types of things that you can help someone with literally only your hands. And then you add on the herbs that we learn, the Western and the Eastern, and you add the diet and the supplementation and you can have an entire foundation of health before you even recommend a single, you know, before you even have to get to a, a pharmaceutical. Yeah. And we do it's have beautiful. pharmaceutical, you know, a scope and we have pharmaceutical rights, but it's, I love that we have so many tools in our toolbox that we can take a lot of people off of these drugs actually. Right. Safely. And the and, food and the herbs usually don't have the same level of side effects and you're addressing more of the root causes or what's at the foundation of someone's symptoms versus just addressing the symptoms. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And I have to say, I have referred patients or my clients to you who have become your patients and have seen really profound results when they have struggled for a long time to get results from, you know, a, a typical MD within the insurance system. And look, just to be clear too, like we're not bashing regular doctors or MDs no, because there space for that. are wonderful and awful people in every facet of medicine. Um, it's much like politics. I think that way there's a spectrum, right? But I think that their hands are tied in many ways. Like, like you say, the toolbox is smaller and their time is very limited what they have to offer. Whereas you know, if you see a naturopathic doctor, often you're seeing them for an hour, maybe longer, mm -hmm. and you are being looked at as a whole person made up of all these interconnected systems versus in a vacuum. You know, someone that's just addressing your heart issues or just addressing maybe, you know, a lung or a pulmonary issue or something like that. So it's good to have you gals here. And I just am so inspired by you. And one of the things that has shifted so much in recent times is the prominence of social media in all of our lives. So I'd love for each of you to talk just a little bit about how social media has created more confusion in the realm of health and wellness for us and um, you know how that creates that information overload and what your take is on that, what, what shifts you've seen. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go first. I think as with all things, and, and especially during the pandemic, I think a lot of us got uh, an overload of social media 
but you know, it's been termed doomsday scrolling, right? We yeah. just keep, <laughs> keep going uh, as your only way to connect to, to humanity. But you, as, as we've gotten kind of outside of that realm of isolation, still there's been this huge opening to an array of people that didn't used to be on social media that now are, and also people going on to social media and, and realizing that's an outlet for communication. And the, the beauty of that is you're exposed to a lot of new ideas. Many people who have never heard of naturopathic medicine are now mm -hmm. hearing about it because of social media. People are learning about nutrition and um, supplements and herbs and acupuncture and things that, that they would have never been exposed to, uh, especially if you live maybe in a smaller town. You know, if you're not in a big city, there's not as many options to, to sure. be exposed to things. So there's, there's good things about that, but it is hard to differentiate between what is um, an ad versus yeah. what <laughs> is medical advice. And unfortunately on social media, even something that doesn't look like an ad, uh, if it's, for example, a social influencer, those people are getting some sort of kickback for the things that they talk right. about. And it may be someone that you like and respect and you you like a lot of other things about them and they may promote a product and they will say this product changed my life this is what you need to do to sleep to have good energy to lose weight to change your mood and it's oh, it's not a personalized recommendation and there's a little bit of question mark behind that recommendation because that person's getting a bit of a kickback so there's right. there's pros and cons to it and that is where it's a good idea to be on social media and do your research and read about things and follow journal journal articles and news stories so that then you have your list of questions mm. and then you go to your trusted and respected Licensed. partner yeah. in healthcare, right. right? And that partner in healthcare can be your coach. It can be your physician. It can be your counselor. It can be your psychiatrist. It can be all of those people if you ever read reviews about me, people will say, I love that Dr. Saunders refers me out to, to people. I don't hesitate to get other medical providers advice and we may disagree. And I tell my patients that I say, you know, this doctor may say this and I'm going to say this and you get to hear what we right. both of us say. And then you get to decide what you want to do with your body mm, based off mm -hmm. of these informed medical opinions. And so yeah. social media is a good place to create questions to then bring to someone who can help you differentiate what is useful and what's a fad. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I like how you said that you're empowering people to be their own self-advocate because I think that's really important for all of us and to have a care team. You also mentioned I think that's really important that we have experts in their field that are licensed and credentialed that are that are your people that you feel like are a good fit for you that are your go-tos even if it's someone like your primary care naturopathic doctor or otherwise that's quarterbacking it that is one of the things I view as my job is to know the best people to refer to I feel like as a as a primary care doc if I can send someone to an amazing specialist or someone that can fill that niche that, that they're needing, then I'm doing a really good job at my job. So, so much of my job is really understanding other people's work as well. But you'll hear this 
person on social media, for example, and they've got the body you want, or they've got the look you want, or they can do the exercise program that, you know, if you could do that, then you're, it's none of that's true that unless you are checking one, you have to know your body type and your metabolic yeah. type and your labs, you know, all yeah. of these things, because you can do the same diet, the same Genetics, exercise, yeah. the genetic, that's a huge, a huge one. You can do the exact same thing and get none of the same results. Yeah. And that's one of the things I love about naturopathic medicine is that it's so individualized and personalized and we're consistently checking in and, and changing it as we need to, as we go, because we have so many options, but it's also, like you said, looking at the whole person and not just, and the interplay of systems and not just focusing in on, on one system. It's really looking at the, the layers of it. Um, another thing is the safety issue with mm. social media. And I think that there's a lot of people that can do a lot of damage, even with like something like celery juice, not to, not to call anyone out, but yeah. you know, things like that seem that are very much of a, a fad yeah. or that seem like they work for all the thousands of people that respond to it's that the magic post. bullet, the magic yeah. bullet and solve all your problems. If you hear that run, <laughs> run away in any realm, in any yeah. arena, that's, that's, and then also a lot of the, the people that, that maybe are more founded or that maybe are more professional and experts in that field will have research and they'll post the research. Yeah. And then you have to look at the research and see, you know, who pays for the research, but it's still, you know, the, the layers of, you know, are they selling something? Are they, you know, 20 and can drink, you know, vodka all day and smoke and <laughs> still look the same. You right. know, it's like, let's, let's be filter it through, well, one common sense and motivation, but also knowing if you don't know what your body type and what your body needs and what your limitations are, like that's a really good place to start. And no matter what the product is that they're trying to sell. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Megan's raising her hand. Go. <laughs> You're itching to say the, the the example I like to use for folks is there's no supplement that I can give you that's going to replace lack of sleep, right? right. So you're yes. going to see something on social media and be like, take this herb, doctor, so-and-so's new product, and you're going to have tons of energy. It's going to help your mood. Mm -hmm. People come in all the time and I ask them, how much sleep are you getting? And they're yeah. like, well, I go to bed at one and I wake up at five <laughs> and we stop there. And they right. ask me, what can you give me that can help with that? Well, nothing, nothing. nothing. And you know, if I could prescribe Adderall, it's out of my scope of practice as a naturopath. If I could, maybe that give you some extra kick, but long-term that's right. not going to fix your problem. And your problem, create others. Yeah. Your problem is not an Adderall deficiency. Your problem <laughs> is a lack of sleep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're struggling to sleep, well, let's look at those causes. What's going on right. there behind the scenes really dig causing sleep issues? Hello, amazing woman. If you're enjoying the show, I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. Just find me at J Oliver Wellness and DM me the words nutrition edit. I'll add you to my close friends list where I share exclusive content and you'll be the first to know about my upcoming masterclasses and programs and get early access to my waitlist. Okay, now back to the show.
it's like fashion. You know, when you see something that looks amazing on the model, like, <laughs> hey, well, we know that that dress might not look good on everyone. So why in the world would a workout or a diet or a supplement work for everyone? Right, right. And something that you always say too, Brooke, that I love is, you know, where did we get this idea that nothing's going to change, that we can always do the same thing, <laughs> like that whatever worked for us in our 20s should work now? It's like, well, I used to just be able to drop weight immediately going to more cardio every week. And why doesn't that work anymore? I hear it every day. Yeah. Every day. I used to do this. I used to do that. And another thing I always ask is, it, you know, especially with men, I notice more is when's the last time you changed your workout? Mm -hmm. you know, I had a patient yesterday and I could tell, I was like, let me guess. You do back buys on Monday, chest try on Tuesday. Yes. And, you know, you, five you skip split. leg days every once in a while. <laughs> and, you know, and he's like, yeah, my wife calls me out for skipping leg day. And it's like, it's, it's, we need to train, exercise, sleep, eat, think for our current state of yes. health. Yes. And current goals. Right. And. Yeah. Challenges, everything. And our bodies are so complex and dynamic. And I talk about this all the time that women's bodies are like a modern day supercar <laughs> and men's are more like a circa 1980s Honda. They're just a little more simple, analog, easily repaired. <laughs> and when we have all this, you know, research that is conducted with mostly college age male subjects, mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily apply to us gals. It's a little more complex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So circling back. And you know, I have to interject and I should have said this early on when you first introduced yourself, Brooke, but Dr. Weitz is the reason that I am even here that I do this today. She was my inspiration. So back when you were personal training while you were in medical school, I met you and I was sharing training sessions with a friend and working out with you. And I wasn't really into it yet. I wasn't super motivated. Oh, I can speak to that. Yeah. I, I did not I, if you had told me in 10 years, this woman is going to be the health and diet guru, I would have never believed it. You didn't, your flip hadn't switched yet. It just hadn't, yeah. your switch hadn't flipped yet. <laughs> and that I can't, I can't, if I could bottle that up and give that to people, I would, wouldn't have a job really. But if, but that was, I met you and you were, yeah, you, you were showing up though. You were showing up. And then all of a sudden you just took off and then you did the metabolic effect training right. that yep. I had, had done and yep. kept going. And that was an inspiration was to hooked. me big time. Yeah. Yeah. But you got me into it. Fitness was kind of the catalyst. And then it was like, well, if I'm working hard and I'm doing all this stuff, like I probably should fuel myself appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So thank you for that. But um, you were an athlete yourself. You were a division one volleyball player, right? I was, I was. Yeah. That was my first, uh, actually gymnastics was my first passion. I've, yeah. Which is crazy. Cause you're so tall. It, yeah. It, it, I had to give it up kind of early, but well, I stayed, I held on a little too long, but, um, I started, my brother introduced me to volleyball when I was around nine and I just fell in love with it. And I still play as many days as I can still, <laughs> still that's so I was actually, that's a funny that you mentioned about the, you know, I used to be able to do this and I used to be able to do that. And I remember playing with women that were, that were better than me. And it was really, it was really hard because, you know, sometimes they wouldn't invite me to play. And, and then it got to the point where I started getting 
better than they are. And then now some of them aren't even able to play mm. and they're, they're, they're injured or they're overweight or they're, you know, they're just, just struggling a lot something. of so, yeah. struggling with something health wise. And so now my, my mantra is like, Hey, I'm, I'm here for the long game. Like if I yeah. can just play and, and stay healthy and not be injured, I'm, it, I'm happy. You know, I'd love to win. I still love to compete of course, but I'm starting to see like all of the things like pay off that I'm actually still right. playing, which is, you know, which is such a, a testament <laughs> to consistency, right? And to mm -hmm. doing those fundamental things like paying attention to your nutrition, good self-care, <laughs> prioritizing sleep, um, getting body work, having that care team in place because you know, again, our bodies are this amazing complex machine. Like if we're hiring mechanics to make sure that our cars are running well and financial advisors and tax experts and people to make sure these aspects of our lives are all working and in place. Why would we not do that for our body and our health, which is the most crucial thing, right? Just to have good quality of life and better longevity or health span rather. Absolutely. So coming back to natural medicine, you know, over the stretch of the pandemic, we saw a lot of just weird stuff going on, snake oil, kind of strange things. Some remedies actually in the long run panned out to have some validity and some definitely did not. Um, but I, you know, it definitely, I think, resulted in more distrust in alternative health treatments for a certain group of people. It became really polarized. You were either like all CDC, all or yeah. conventional medicine, or you were grouped into this other kind of hippie woo woo, like pseudoscience group, right? So I would love you each to tell a little more about your philosophy as far as just striking that healthy balance. And Dr. Megan, you touched on this briefly that, you know, you use pharmaceuticals and things like this when they're appropriate. Um, but I'd love for you just to each kind of give a super brief overview on, you know, how you strike that really healthy balance between preventative and natural treatments, and then also utilizing, you know, Western or conventional treatments when necessary. Yeah. So I would say that you know, to the, to the question of the pandemic, that it, it's, it was an interesting experience. I think as naturopaths, we were very uniquely positioned to speak to uh, a lot of different audiences that maybe weren't open to conversation. So mm. I normally will, during an intake with a new patient, I you know, will go through a review of systems. And when I'm talking about lung health, I'll say, so have you gotten COVID? Have you gotten vaccinated? Neither or both. Um, and I, I try to, to, I try to say that as even as tone as possible without relaying any sort of judgment on that. Um, because if people ask my medical opinion, I will, I will tell them what I recommend for them. And if I feel strongly that I need to interject it in terms of like the question of to get vaccinated for COVID or not, I, I will say something, but especially at this point, everyone's gotten all the information they're going to get. People have made up their minds. And what's interesting is when I approach it that way, um, people will then ask me questions, people who, when they get their backs up because they've had doctors just tell them, well, you have to do this. Mm -hmm. You have to mm -hmm. get vaccinated or I'm not going to see you. And um, now 
I've had people who will ask me, well, what do you think about this? I have some concerns. And then we have a conversation about pros and cons and risks and benefits. And, and because I'm a naturopath, uh, because I, I understand some concerns and I understand the, the natural health options as well, it's an easier conversation. And um, I, I personally have been vaccinated. I've talked about it on my social media platforms. It's not a secret. And, and I, I have seen, and, and I think the the risk and benefit is, is outweighed there. And I have the tools to, you know, I take increased zinc and vitamin A and I have a whole immune supportive herbal dispenser dispensary at my, um, at my fingertips for myself that I, that I use mm-hmm. and that I can recommend for patients for general immune support. And mm-hmm. so having the broad spectrum of being able to have a conversation of, yes, I hear that you heard on social media that you um, don't need to worry about COVID as long as you take enough vitamin D, right? Like I, I yeah. hear that and yeah, I've seen those studies and those are really interesting studies and absolutely we should be checking your vitamin D and making yes. sure that you take it. And yeah, let's do some high doses of it. If you know that you have COVID acutely, not long term, because you don't want to be a kidney stone, right. which can happen if you take too much vitamin D. But also let's talk about the, the mainstream aspects and let's talk about a vaccine or Paxlovid or if you need an inhaler or all of those things. So that's yeah. to that point acutely for COVID. Um, but then in the broader spectrum of things, I would say, young mid 20s me going into naturopathic school looking at me now with a decent amount of life experience both personal life experience medically and then also the experience of working with patients and having the privilege of of seeing people's life struggles and and walking through them uh younger younger me for example would have been like i'm gonna have an all-natural birth and no epidural (laughs) right and me having had two kids pro epidural go for it whatever you need to do to get a healthy baby that sounds great or natural birth that's that's fine it's whatever is best for you and your outcomes i'm not going to sacrifice someone's health for uh, a personal philosophy and and my Mm, philosophy has changed and the example that i give to patients is if someone comes in with a uti i'm going to say let's push a lot of water let's do some d-manos and some cranberry and maybe some juniper and we're going to high dose it and you're going to leave with a prescription right. and you're running a culture and sensitivity. And if your symptoms are not getting better, if they're getting worse after X amount of hours, then you're going to start this prescription. And yep. by the way, while you're on the prescription, having a prescription is better than having a kidney infection. Yes. But we know that there's side effects of being on an antibiotic, like risk of getting a C. difficile infection, which is for people that don't know, a severe infection of the the colon that could occur when you're on an antibiotic and you go into the hospital for that. Um, then we're also ha- going to have you take Saccharomyces boulardii, which in the research prevents C. difficile infections when we're on antibiotics. And then we're going to do like six months of probiotics afterwards to help repopulate the gut flora. So we're going to pick the best intervention at this time for your health at the right level of intervention. I'm not going to give someone a kidney infection Right. I don't want them <laughs> to be on antibiotic. antibiotic. Um, but that said, also, all of these foundations of health pieces that we do as a naturopath, um, 
make the drugs work better. Right. Right. So if you need a drug, if you have, you know, I don't know, lupus or, or something and you're on hydroxychloroquine or something like that. And you need that, right? It's protecting your kidneys. It's protecting, it, it's keeping everything under control. You're not going to need to escalate on that drug or add in other biologics or need to be on prednisone. If you're doing all the other things like an anti-inflammatory diet and we're managing stress, which can affect your inflammatory markers like CRP and we're doing all these other things so that you can get away with the lowest dose at the most benefit of the prescription, right? which is what we want long-term, right? We don't want a bunch of drugs just to keep our biomarkers on board. We want the most freedom in our lives. And whether that is with a prescription or with an herb or with nutrition or whatever that might be, that's what I want for my patients. I think that's so exciting for people to hear that are not as familiar with this, because I think that, you know, this one pronged approach of just, just getting the prescription doesn't always address all these things and it doesn't necessarily offer prevention. And, you know, what I'm hearing you say is the term like complementary medicine, like these things can all work in concert together in a really beautiful, elegant way. And also, you know, what you're talking about is more empowering to the client because it's not just take this med and then they're, they're given no other tools. You're giving them all these other tools, whether it be diet, lifestyle, um, you know, you're referring them to other experts and essentially helping them hone in on their own intuition and discernment for, well, what's going to work best That's such for a good my body because they can't prescribe this for themselves. So, but what can they do Right, that they can empower that, that they feel like they have control is the choices they make with hydration, with diet, with exercise, with movement, with meditation. Like that's such a good point because what, what we give, you know, what, what conventional doctors give them, they can't necessarily give themselves. Mm -hmm. But so what can you do in the meantime or in yeah. between visits and prevention? And then like to answer the, the broader question, I love, this is where naturopathic medicine shines is because we, I call it like head on a swivel. It's like, okay, cool. What do you want to do? I can do this. And you want to go climb a mountain? Cool. What do you, you want to go play in this tournament? Or you want to go like, I'm ready. Like I try to keep myself like personally and like my patients, you know, not necessarily, necessarily athletically, but if they want like ready for literally anything. So when a virus hits, Hey, that's, we are ready for that. Cause we yeah. have gotten that whole week's it's like the garden. Like we've, we have good soil. We've worked on the foundational pieces of health and maybe the we, terrain. Absolutely. The terrain, you know, and, and my doctor, um, can I say my doctor's name? She's, she's, uh, one of the best. I, in my opinion, anyway, she's an astrobiotic doctor. One of the, one of the original, uh, elders, I was going to say gangsters, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she has the, the, she always gives me like a GPA on the basics. It's like, What's your hydration like? What's your supplementation? How's your sleep? How's your stress? How's your diet? How's your exercise? You know, and I I like to add a few things like, you know, community yes. and, and what are you so doing to, to fill your own cup and, you know, the, the self-care, which yeah. not to go on a huge tangent, but you were talking about, about, about that earlier. And I think that women especially are so almost apologetic about self-care. And, you so know, oh, oh, you took a nap. Oh, that must be nice. I mean, right. even just like a yeah. passing comment about something to, 
to fill your own cup so that let alone so that you can help other people. Cause like most of us, that's what we're doing, whether it's, you know, our job, if especially, but our children, um, or just to be able to be present, like for the world or for yourself or, you know, in the moment, whatever, whatever that is. But we, we just, we somehow thrive or, or think that it's a badge of honor to, I, I think that is changing. Yeah. I think that is changing, shifting. but I do feel like other like that we judge each other for doing self-care and really we need to be applauding or saying, Hey, let's go do this together or, or checking in. It's like, you would check in on someone if they were sick, but you need to check in on people so that they don't, don't exactly, exactly. So yeah, I think that naturopathic medicine absolutely shines and that we, we work on that foundational piece so that when you do get a constant, which you will, when you do have an introduction, whether it's, you know, you're flying on an airplane or you're around a kid or, you know, who just started daycare, you know, we are, we, our immune system's ready and is, we're yeah. is able to do what it is supposed to do. Yeah. We've removed obstacles from cure. We've supported the systems. We've optimized the nutrients. And so our body does respond. So when you get COVID, for example, you know, and, and of course everyone's different and is working with a g- different gene pool, which you do bathe your genes. Of course, your genes are only expressed how, what you bathe yeah. them in. So we can have a, you know, a, a tough, you know, be dealt a tough deck, but, you know, or a hand, but when it really matters what we, how, what we do to express or not express them. So we have a lot of control. Um, another thing my naturopathic doctor says is health is freedom from limitation. I love that. I love that statement. Yeah. I've repeated that before too. Health is freedom from limitation. Yeah. It's powerful. I mean, think about that for a second. You know, if you're truly healthy, I mean, that means that you can move and live and travel and do exactly what you want to do. Yeah. All of those things. And I have patients say often, I just wish that I could blank or mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm free to blank and that always pops up for me and that's why I think like the longevity game like the long game it's like okay yeah my my mission my is the long game and right. and it's and it has to be a little bit in all the categories every day you know and right. you know and my naturopath always says to me like your saving grace is your exercise and then you eat well <laughs> Brooke <laughs> if you didn't you'd be failing you know yeah so it's, you know, obviously you can't, you can compensate a little bit with other categories, but we have to be doing all of it. That's the magic yeah. bullet. That's the magic bullet. And it's not quick or easy necessarily, but that's really the difference here. Right. I mean, I, I hear so often that people say, well, I don't want to feel deprived when it comes to making food choices. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I tell them is, well, you're already starting to, especially if they're starting to see health issues already, you know, and they're experiencing limitations because of that. And so having them kind of examine, well, which do I want more? It's your choice. The, the tasty thing or whatever that I don't want to give up or <clears throat> that, you know, excess, whatever it might be, sugar, alcohol, you name it, whatever, you know, your, your go-to thing is. Or, you know, do you wish in the moment that you could enjoy just being on the beach with your family and like not like, and being able to, you know, snorkel or 
skydive or run, jump, whatever it might be that you're not able to do right now. Like in the long run, what are you going to care about more? And people don't think of it that way. So it's really just a mindset shift. It's like you're depriving yourself of something. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. We're we're dancing around one of my favorite topics that, that I talk with people a lot about is, is mental health. And so one of the ways I talk to people about, right. So if you're, we're looking at labs and someone is, you know, pre-diabetic, like they have metabolic mm-hmm. syndrome, right? Cholesterol yeah. is up, they're pre-diabetic. There's a lot of things going on. Um, a lot of people have a general idea. Maybe they don't know exactly what they should be doing, but they kind of know like, yeah, I shouldn't be eating burgers and chocolate every day and soda. Like they know they, yeah, people know those kind of basic things. They might know, not know exactly how to do it, but they know that part. And I, I tell folks and, and my goal in referring people to work with like a, a health coach or a nutritionist or any sort of specialist for like meal planning is that to help them, you know, get an idea of, of how to, to dial in those pieces. But a lot of it is around, it's a symptom and it's, it's a mental health symptom. If we're driving off a cliff quickly and you saw someone doing it quickly, you'd be like, Oh, they're having a mental health problem. This is, this is self-harm. And to some extent, the same thing can be said about these behaviors, right? So we know that we're smoking and we know that that's a slow drive off the cliff. If we know that our diet and lifestyle choices are causing us to develop type two diabetes, it's, it's a slow drive off the cliff. And it, it is, it is a, it is a mental health symptom. And so I normally talk to people about, okay, well, what you mentioned feeling deprived. Well, why do we feel like I like, I really, I love Brene Brown and, and anyone who doesn't know who she is, you can Google her. She has the number one Ted talk ever. And, um, she, she at one point mentions on one of her podcasts about the difference between eating a piece of chocolate where it's like, give me the damn piece of chocolate and you're like yeah. i need some chocolate is using the chocolate. my memory of her her reflection of this <laughs> versus the mm, this this chocolate is so good i'm just gonna have a piece and it tastes really good this is delicious i'm enjoying it i'm present yeah same chocolate savoring it same really calories it. same thing but the the impulse the grab that i need a piece of chocolate i need a cigarette i need a burger i need a soda i need whatever yeah. That's from anxiety. That's from stress. Mm-hmm. That's from overwork. That's a mental health symptom. And normally, when I have patients that they're struggling with that, I, I talk to them about that and I say, "Hey, do you have a counselor?" Yeah. Like, let's not. She you, does you, say that a lot. You totally. I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I do say so, that a lot. I refer all the time for this. Yeah. yeah, and 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 people think that if they just going back to the social media thing, they want the bullet. They want yeah. the diet that's going to fix it for them. And make that easy. But actually what works is the long-term, slow and steady, lifelong changes that allow you to enjoy the chocolate. Mm-hmm. Have some ice cream. That That's fine. Do that once a week. Whatever. Do your thing. As long as long-term, the overall average is health and wellness. Right. Right? And and so that's... that's and, and another important piece about that that gets stigmatized a lot is sometimes I see patients and it's too overwhelming to even think about calling a counselor. They're so Mm -hmm. far down the hole. And then we talk about prescriptions and 
getting there's a there's a lot of of stigma around that but when you're so far down the hole that you can't imagine pulling yourself out that's when i say like let's talk about some zoloft let's talk about some you know let's talk about some lexapro let's let's talk about these things and i never prescribe a mental health medication without also telling a patient the plan is for you to go to a counselor this is not a forever fix yeah for you this is a when it's too overwhelming to think about calling a counselor Mm -hmm. we're gonna get on a medication so that you can still go to your job be a parent do the things that you can do keep walking forward while you're doing the things that you need to do so that you don't need to be on a medication. And there's a lot of stigma around that. And especially patients who come and see a naturopath, folks don't want to be on a medication and they're tired right. of doctor. Yeah. They're tired of walking into a doctor's office and the doctor being like, you just need to go on an antidepressant. Yeah. And it's the same thing as the chocolate. Like I may be prescribing an antidepressant, but I'm not telling them this is the fix. I'm telling them this is the hand up. Yeah. While we do, and then there's other things too. There's so many herbs and supplements and other things that can also help with mood and 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 all of these other approaches. But a mental health is one of those really important steps to freedom. Mm-hmm. Going back to to that piece, and as a naturopath, we talk a lot about that's we're we're the quarterback, we're we're the GP, and we talk about everything. Tell me about your poop. Tell me about how many hours a week do you work? work. Tell me about your sleep. Tell me about all of this. And mental health is a really big one because this isn't naturopathic medicine is not the easy fix. And if you find someone that tells you that it is they're they're misleading you and it takes a lot of work and you've got to be ready for that. Yeah. And I can absolutely relate to that because I think that, you know, um, you're right. There's, there's such a stigma around that. And if I tell somebody, well, you just need to eat an anti-inflammatory diet, but the person is so either depressed or anxiety ridden that they can't navigate the grocery store or get themselves out of bed to cook meals for themselves. I'm not helping them by telling them that, right? right? We can have it's the, not helping quote, perfect treatment. Yeah. Plan. But you know, it really is a collaboration. Like what meeting them where they're yeah. at. Yeah. What do you think you can do? Mm-hmm. what sounds good. And I also, I kind of stopped asking people about exercise. I said, I, I, cause you know, the percentage of people that actually love to go lift weights and like <laughs> pump iron is, and it is so few, really. It's a lower percentage of people. Now I happen to be a total gym rep. So this took me a little while to, to make that shift, but I, I asked people and I have heard so many patients say, I'm so scared to walk into a gym. I'm so intimidated. Yeah. And it's like, who says the gym is how right. we get our why exercise? Like, why do you have to run in order to right? Yeah. It's so why so I say, what do you do for movement? What is fun? How do you how do you move your body? What is something you enjoy? Mm-hmm. And that's a, a totally different feeling than me asking someone almost like, well, how much are you exercising? You know, it's it's a very different feel. And it and it's like you said, meeting people where they are and coming up with a plan. And even if it's just step one that they are on board with and maybe they come up with it for themselves. Right. Right. So what would you tell people who maybe financially don't have access? Now I know, you know, I believe both of you and, and many naturopaths now are accepting in some insurances, which is awesome. 
but a lot don't. And depending on the state that people may live in, you know, that may not be an option for them. So what would you tell people? And even if they do have access to natural medicine, functional medicine, et cetera, what are sort of the criteria that you would give them when it comes to choosing a physician or maybe the red flags that they should look out for when they're looking for that, that care team? Look at what state you're in if you're looking for a naturopath, right? So in Washington state, I said at the beginning, I'm licensed through the Department of Health as a primary care physician. Mm -hmm. There are some states that naturopathic medicine is not licensed in and you can take your weekend course mm -hmm. and call yourself a naturopath. So buyer beware. You're yeah. not allowed yeah. to do that in Washington. No one can take a weekend course in Washington state and say that they're a naturopath. It's, it's regulated by the Department of Health. I'm a primary care physician. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so number one, be cautious about that. Just because right. someone says the word naturopath, their online schools, I'll say you're now a naturopath, and and the, it looks legit. The degrees look legit, yeah. um, and so you can go online to the American Association of Naturopathic Physicians and find out what are the. I think there's now five or six accredited schools in North America, mm -hmm. and that's it. And if those doctors haven't graduated from their they are not a licensed primary care naturopathic physician. Taking insurance doesn't necessarily mean that you are a legitimate physician or not, right? So like in California, right. um, naturopaths are, are licensed physicians, but aren't able to accept insurance. So mm. still cash-based mm -hmm. practice. So that's an important piece. Um, if you're in a state that doesn't license naturopaths, then, you know, you want to find doctors that are licensed. You want a physician that you trust, that you like, that you respect, and that listens to you. Um, and they might not need to know everything, right? But you need to have a trusting relationship. And there's a lot of times that I tell my patients, they'll ask me a question and I'll say, I don't know. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. And because to pretend that I know everything is egotistical and false, <laughs> and I would be lying to myself if I thought that. And so you, you want to have a doctor that that you trust, because in the end, you're, you're trusting them with your life. And then to be able to negotiate what's available online and what you should do or not do. I, I would look into that person's background. Mm -hmm. What's their training? Who's sponsoring them? Mm -hmm. what's the, who's paying yeah, for the really talk? What, where, if you're listening to a talk online, who's paying for that talk? Are they selling right. those supplements? And that, that doesn't always, that's not a hundred percent back off, but it does mean read through it with a grain of salt in terms of financial incentive mm -hmm. and, and be cautious. Yeah. And I, the same thing would go for any study, right? Always look at who is funding it. And just because something doesn't have a ton of science behind it, doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. It just might mean that it's not a big money maker or there's not a lot of financial incentive behind it. Um, but no, I think those are really, really great points. And I think that you said something really cool earlier, Megan, about people should speed date their doctor. Oh yeah. I love that. Like if you don't like the first one, try somebody else. <laughs> because I think that oh, it's just like dating. Like you can kind of get an idea of I like this, but not that. Or I think people just need to practice more listening to that gut instinct and 
getting a gauge on how is this person, how do I feel around this person? Do they give me a good vibe? Do I feel like I was heard and seen? Um, do I felt like, feel like they were compassionate? Like all of those things and really starting to listen to our own gut instincts, because especially yeah. when it comes to doctors, I, I think, think that we're taught it. to sort of be like, oh, well, they do know everything. Like the doctor said it, this must just be the way it is. That must be truth. Interview them for the job. Right. Yeah. So like for a primary care doctor, yeah, I want someone who listens to me that I think is confident that I feel comfortable around with. For a neurosurgeon, I don't care. care. I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah. If I get the warm fuzzies about them, right. all I want is that I think they are competent and that they explain to me that I trust their plan, that they know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. Like I still want the conversation. I don't want a jerk. But they don't have to give me the warm fuzzies. I just right. want to know that they're good. But for for that the the quarterback again, warm fuzzies, right? You want to trust them and like them. Absolutely. I think this is a a really good topic in terms of kind of the the projection and the evolution of how medicine has been, where you're seeing a group of people that use these walk-in clinics mm-hmm. as their their primary care when they need a doctor. They don't have an established relationship and relationship's kind of the key word mm. with a doc. Or you might have these online forums that you have, like um, there's a few out there where they right. have that that's kind of your primary care doc, but you don't get to necessarily- forums and- <laughs> You don't get to meet them in person. Right. You don't have yeah. this longevity. You know, I have patients sure. where I, you know, they're, I know their dog's name and I remember, you know, how's the move going or how is- you know, so-and-so is college going, there's, there's, there's a value to that longevity of the relationship that is, is not existent when you're going for just a snapshot of a medical advice in, in that particular instance, but they don't have your entire history and your, and, and not just your health history, but like what, what works for you, you know, And, and what your, what's your day like, what's your life like, what is going to work for you in, in considering all of these factors. So having that, so maybe these docs are excellent docs and these walking clinic docs are, you know, they're, they're great docs, but this is a different, this is something that I feel like people should be seeking is this, this quarterback, this primary care, functional medicine doctor or naturopathic doctor um, or conventional doctor that really knows them and that yeah. they really feel a connection with. Yes. I remember one of the first times I saw a naturopathic doctor and my mind was blown. I mean, A, I was like, hurry up. Cause I don't have, I hadn't planned like an hour of my day to be there, but they actually like touched me now, obviously that, you know, depending on again, where we are, I mean, but they like looked at my fingernails Mm-hmm. And were my, you know, did my fingernails have ridges? Did I have moons? Like they touched my like face and my skull, like all these things and actually like interacted with me. And so you can't do that via strictly online visits or telemedicine visits. Mm-hmm. I think there's a place, a time and place for all those things. I think they're great that people can access more, you know, functional natural approaches to medicine through these, these platforms. But I think that, um, it, it can't make up for that. Like you say, that relationship that you establish with someone when they actually see you physically. 
Mm-hmm. Trust and takes interact time. with you. Yeah. And get to know who you are and what your life looks like and what your stressors are and what your relationships are. And it doesn't matter how many Instagram followers you have. That is not a direct <laughs> relationship between the quality of care you're going to get. Exactly. Yeah. And many of the really brilliant practitioners that I know have very little social media presence because they have busy practices and they don't have time to do it. They don't have time to do it. And, you know, if that's your focus, great, knock yourself out. But um, yeah, definitely don't be fooled by that. If you're looking at someone's Instagram following to gauge their credibility, that's, that's definitely a mistake. It's a mistake. So um, can I plug one person yeah. that I think folks should follow? If you want, if you're in a state <laughs> and you don't have any primary care or naturopathic accessibility, you should follow Dr. Paul Anderson. Mm. Yeah. I second that. He's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I third. Third. <laughs> Tag him in podcast. Kudos to Dr. Paul Anderson. Yeah. Um, all right. So supplements. This is something that we've sort of touched on here and there, but as many of you may know, and as the three of us definitely know, supplements are a poorly regulated industry. There's a lot of garbage out there. Um, what are the top tips that you would give our listeners to kind of navigate that and make choices so that they know that they're getting what they pay for, it's safe, it's not going to harm them, and it will hopefully help them versus, you know, flushing their money down the toilet for something that's, you know, a big box store or something that's, yeah, literally Mm -hmm. that's useless or potentially harmful. Well, do you want, I could start, I could start with a few things that I, that I tell patients because, you know, we use the term primed out where, you know, they can get, we're so used to getting something on Amazon Mm, quickly and, and the, the platforms that I typically use, you know, I tell patients, okay, we carry about 20 or so brands. They, most of them are only, you can only get through a, a licensed physician or licensed health, healthcare coach or some kind. And we pick them very carefully. Um, so that's one thing is that we've, there's, you know, we've been through multiple formulations that do the same thing for PMS, for example. And this is the one we're choosing to have literally have on our shelf. Mm-hmm. And it's not just there because it says PMS for, you know, PMS right. support. It's, we have tried multiple ones. So, and we've collected, you know, I've been practicing almost 15 years and all, you know, combined we've all, so the ones that we have hand, literally hand picked because they work. Um, another thing is Every single supplement we use is third-party tested and each individual bottle is tested. Mm -hmm. And there's very few, there's very, there's only a handful of companies that can say that. Um, Furthermore, the baseline of non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, corn-free, additive-free, preservative, all of those things, like that's just like the very bare minimum for me before I'd even look at it, even consider a product, you know, patients bring in to me, Hey, what do you think about this all the time? And if, if those things aren't met and if they aren't third party, you know, then forget it. Not to mention the shipping is so, so, so important in terms of irradiation Mm. and temperature regulation. I mean, especially for things like probiotics, but those type of conditions matter. Uh, Imitation is a huge problem. 
another thing is that a lot of these products can be very harmful if we're over harvesting them. A lot of these sources for the these top companies, they're very, very careful on if they're if there's an endangered you know depleting the resource exactly so they're very very careful about not exploiting the the resources overall sustainable resources exactly so that's a huge thing is is the sustainability piece and like the actual ingredients that they're choosing and the what they're using to to actually grow the the herbs or or whatever whatever the case may be so it's 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 a quality issue big time yeah, I, I like to use, there's an example that I learned when I was school in school. So this, this study is now pretty old, but quite some time ago, Bastier had, had done a study on probiotics that are available over the counter and they tested them to find out what was in it. And so some of them had what they said they had in it. Some of them did not. And some of them had pathogenic bacteria. So things in it right. that would make you sick. Right. And so when people tell me, oh, I got this probiotic from, you know, whatever the store, I just picked up the one because it was the cheapest. Well, that maybe that's one of the good ones, or maybe that's the one that's going to make you sick. And so there are some things uh, that are probably less important for quality control, um, but things that are really important for quality control, things like fish oil. I wouldn't get just any old fish oil off the shelf. I wouldn't yeah. give it to my dog. Yeah. Right. So it needs to be tested for heavy metals. The official that I like to use is tested for radioactive nucleotides. If we know anything about the state of our oceans, we know that's important right. as well. Um, same thing with probiotics. I only recommend probiotics that I know have been tested. They have an expiration date on the bottle. They reference the exact strains in it mm-hmm. because then the strains are the ones that are referenced in the studies that we can say, yes, this exact strain of lactobacillus has been shown to be helpful for IBS or SIBO or, you know, whatever the the thing is that we're using it for. And so those things are very important to have it batch tested so that we know, okay, yeah, this lot has been tested. It says what it has in it Mm -hmm. at these doses. And unfortunately, you know, I had a patient the other day bring in a bottle of a fish oil and I, and she's like, well, what do you think about this? And I said, well, I don't know, you know, heavy metals, et cetera, everything I just told you. And she said, well, I think it is tested for heavy metals. And, and I looked at the bottle and it, it, it wasn't mm. what it said was harvested from low mercury fish. Oh, right. And then yeah. it had a little star and in tiny, tiny print at the bottom of the bottle, it referenced the FDA guidelines for mercury exposure. And that, that's yeah. not, when we're talking about naturopathic medicine, we're not talking about the least bad option. Yeah. We're talking about what's the best option. Yeah. And if you're going to spend your money on something, it's out of your pocket. This isn't a prescription that you're going to pay if you have a good insurance plan, like $7. You're going to be paying money every month to be taking this. Let's make sure that it's a high quality thing that's going to make a difference. Um, and so that's, that's normally what I, I tell folks is if they have something that they found that they notice a difference with, and it's a brand they're not familiar with, I say, well, I can't speak here or there about that product because it takes the, the brands that I recommend. I did spend time researching and they meet certain criteria in terms of quality control. And unless I'm really excited about something, I'm not going to do that again. My patients could do that if they want to, but I'd be not, unless they want to 
pay me for that visit where I spend the time looking into exactly, it for yeah. that individual product. Yeah, to spend whole I'm not gonna weigh in. doing that for people. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna weigh in on on a product that I, d- I can't vouch for their quality control. But the things that I do recommend, I don't get a commission from it. I recommend things based off of what I think will be beneficial to people's health. Yeah. And that's that's I don't I don't recommend it for any other reason and that loops right back around to your first question of social media and Instagram why is this person recommending it are they making a profit off of it yeah that's another reason why it's nice to see a medical professional about these things because that's this isn't my source of income as supplements right like I'm I'm a physician and that's what I'm paid to do yeah yeah do you have between the two of you top three favorite brands that you oh, are we go to. to say? Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I mean, you're not affiliated with them. I mean, they're curated no, by I your clinic, no but it's not. I would have to say Designs for Health is very high on my list. I love that they use glass bottles. Mm. I do too. Yeah. The glass, glass bottles, bottles are, <laughs> I, I, I like the whole environmental aspect of, of that, that thought. Yeah. I like their product as well and it works, but I also love that they use glass bottles. Oh man, we have, I have. I mean, we, we love Zymogen. We love Zymogen. Um, we do use a lot of Zymogen. They've uh-huh. got great products, great research. Um, everything we choose, we're constantly learning about and they're, we're constantly updating our, our dispensaries. It, it is a, it's a constant work in progress. So when, when we have something that we pull off the shelf, it is very intentionally there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for a lot of reasons. Um, and it's, and it has nothing to do with finances yeah. <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. I, I like integrative to. therapeutics. Priority one is a good one. Yeah. Wise women's wise woman, herbal wise Gaia woman. is a good one. I got the opportunity to actually visit the wise woman herbal facility. That was a lot of fun. Orthomolecular. Fun. I do love orthomolecular. We use a lot of their products. They have excellent, yeah, excellent products. But yeah. don't go on Amazon and buy these things. Exactly. The, yeah. exactly. the problem with they're that not is Amazon says if they're right, available on Amazon. They say right on, on their supplements. They say we are not a supplement company. We cannot guarantee quality control. It might be sitting in a trailer in 110 yeah. degrees in yeah. Arizona for three months before it gets shipped to you. And so that you do want to, not only the brand is important, but also the the chain of handling, right? right? You want to know that it, it has been properly cared for throughout that time. And we have workarounds for that. We use specific companies that deliver and that or for ordering and right. delivering, are we allowed to say their names? You know, we use specific places that we know we can trace back and that we know they're stored properly. And we know right, exactly. That, yeah. yeah. And it takes five days you know, to get the supplements and that's okay. (laughs) It is okay because you're getting what you're paying for, right? You're investing in your health. You might as well know that it's, it's legit and it's worth your time and your money. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, wrapping up here, any final tips for people as far as, you know, just using their intuition, being their own advocate, any final pro tips for people as they navigate this, this world and this wealth of overwhelming information out there. I I like to tell my, so you should find a doctor. You realize that your, your doctor is your employee, right? You're hiring a physician um, and you get to fire them. 
as well if they yeah. don't work well for you. And uh, a mentor of mine that I studied with for several years, Dr. Jeff Harris, had the opportunity one time a patient came into his office and her head was kind of down. She was a little abashed and she was like, I saw another doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like she had cheated on him. She hadn't been <laughs> yeah. in for a while. And he had the best response for that. He said, I am a tool in your toolbox and a hammer doesn't get upset if you need a wrench mm. right like that that go yeah make the best choices for your life and that even happens in our practice um i you know we we share patients and sometimes patients will be like well i maybe i want to work with you or i want to work with this other doctor and is that okay oh, that's fine yeah. i I have a full busy practice i i am not personally attached to you listening to what i have to say I'm personally attached to having you feeling good about your choices in your life. Right. And and if you want to work with me, that's great. And if you're showing up in my office because someone else told you that I'm going to be the cure to all your problems <laughs> and you think that I'm full of it, I don't <laughs> want to work with you either. Yeah. That's not going to work well. So you, you right. need to build your team. And, you know, I have a team, I have a primary care physician, two of them, they're a team and one's a nurse practitioner. She's not a naturopath. She's an integrative practitioner. Yeah. And I have an acupuncturist and I have a counselor and a massage therapist and I have mm -hmm. my team and I don't see them all the time, but I see them when I need them right. and, and that you should build your team and I trust all of them. Yeah, I would, I totally agree with, with that. And I would say um that in terms of of yes having a team and also just how you commit in your approach to your own health care yeah. so i i think that you have to be seeing your primary care at least twice a year and just know like this is this is at yeah. bare minimum twice a year mm -hmm. you need to know where your ship's heading we don't want to get yeah. to the point where we have to turn it around we need to see that That's coming putting it a yeah. mile away you know miles away. And I, I always tell patients, you know, it, it, it took 10 years for these labs to hit this number. I mm. could have seen this <laughs> 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. This is not an overnight thing. We don't wait until we have to turn it around. That's why we have data points all along the way. And that's, and that's testing. That's actual lab testing. So it's like, we're combining the clinical presentation and what you're saying, how you're feeling, the signs and symptoms. We're also looking at the actual data that we can take, whether it's blood sugar or continuous glucose monitoring or your, your you know a full lipid profile with a lipoprotein profile not just the basics we can talk right. about, about that forever <laughs> another time but it's it's you know I'm seeing my person at least twice a year bare minimum I also really encourage patients to keep a health journal mm -hmm. because our recollection mm -hmm. I mean I know mine is you know gotten worse and worse through the years and we want to be able to look at the the, again, data points, put the pieces together. Oh, it seems like every October this seems to happen. Mm, or, yeah. oh, I have about three more viruses this year than I did the year before. Or I'm having more cavities lately. Or things that we're not necessarily putting together in, in, in our whole health. And so having it in a journal form and writing it down, I like to just put it in a calendar or I haven't used an aura ring. So I'll record a lot of things in the, in the aura ring. But having that that kind of health journal so that you're able to actually see in front of your face and you don't have to recall, you know, right. a lot of times when things are better, you don't recall them. Of course, I'll say that to patients all the time. I know we all say, well, how's that? Oh, that 
no, that's not a thing. I'm like, no, yeah. well, you, and you literally read what they said and they're like, oh yeah. You know, yeah. so I forgot that was bothering me, but you know, we need to have all of, all of those, those things written so that when you do show up to your visit and maybe we could do a whole podcast on what is the best way to help someone help you? You know, what is the best thing yeah. that we could do as to be the best patients? And I certainly could work on that myself, but it's, you know, showing up and saying, okay, here's my questions. Here's what I'm concerned about. And here's what I've noticed about my health. And here's my, my health points. Cause they might right. not ask, you know, you might be going in for something specific, but then also, you know, you have to have those, you know, twice a year check-ins where you're laying it all out. So we're seeing like the constellation. Right. You can connect the, the dots between potential patterns or things that are going on that the person may not be exactly. particularly aware of. Exactly. Cool. Well, that's awesome. And you gals are awesome. And I'm so glad you joined me. Thank you for this. This fun. is fantastic. Now I want you to each just tell us how people can find you and work with you. And um, Megan, why don't you start? Yeah, so I currently am in private practice, a group practice at Cascade Integrative Medicine in Issaquah, Washington. And you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Megan Anderson Saunders. Um, I'm I'm out there. So great. And I'll put all this in the show notes too, so you guys don't have to memorize this. Don't worry. So I I work at the same uh, clinic is Megan as well at Cascade Innovative Medicine. I also work at Peak Performance and Prevention in Puyallup, and I've been there a few years. And I'm very, very poor at social media, but I <laughs> do have a presence at I believe it's drbrookwhites.com. So. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> and then my Instagram, I believe, is at drbrookwhites. Um, She's one of those busy doctors oh, that doesn't exactly. have time to be on yeah. social media she's so busy. I think my last post was over t two years ago. Pretty sure it was. So that's uh, on my, on that's a goal of mine only because I like the education piece. And I yeah. think that's such a big part of our medicine is the education piece. So the dosary. So that's something I do plan on working on a lot of the times just because I repeat the same thing over and over and over. So I really want to just share it because I realize everyone needs to hear specific thing. So that can be one of my goals, but yeah, drbrookwhites.com. Great. I love it. All right, you two. Well, thank you so much for being here and everybody. Like I say, I'll put this information in the show notes. You can check these gals out and we just encourage you to be your own advocate, listen to your instincts, do your research. It will pay off in the end. And we just wish you all the best of health and we will see you next time. Thanks, Jeannie. Thanks, Thanks Jeannie. Hey there, thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave me a quick review. Also check out the show notes for links to connect, follow and share this podcast and for information featured in each episode. See you next time. I am not a doctor and the content here should not be taken as medical advice. All information in this podcast is for informational purposes only, does not constitute medical advice and does not establish any kind of practitioner or coach client relationship. This podcast is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Do not disregard medical advice or delay seeking medical advice because of information you hear in this podcast or any other. And do not start or stop any medications without speaking to your health provider. Always seek the advice of a qualified health practitioner before undertaking a new health regimen. This podcast and website represents the opinion of Jeannie Oliver and guests to the show. 
Opinions of guests are their own and do not reflect the opinions of Genie Oliver Wellness, LLC, or our producers. 